Hallo. Salut. Parev. Hello. Bonjour. Здравствуйте. Cześć and welcome to our newest episode of our podcast. It's all about solidarity and the topic for today is languages and how we deal with different languages and therefore we have a special guest with us. Uh, Asha, please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Asha and I'm from Armenia. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about uh, different languages. My native language is Armenian, but I'm talking in English right now. And I also know uh, Russian and German. <laughs> so we are going to do some comparisons and also to tell you about some funny stories that we had connected with language differences. So yeah, now I'm gonna explain which language I know. At first, uh, German is my mother tongue, then I also speak English. In school I learned French for four years, even though my knowledge isn't the best anymore, but still a little bit is still there, and I'm learning Polish right now. Well, I'm from Romania, so my native language is Romanian. I also speak French and a bit of Norwegian, and since I'm in Poland I started to learn Polish. So, as you can see, we have a lot of different languages here from different um, language family, from Slavic, Romanian language and also Germanic and even though Armenian, which I think is its own language family. So, quite diverse. And to start with, I would say, with some funny histories we experienced through our lives. So, I would like to start with Asha. Can you tell us one funny experience you had? Yeah, usually my story is connected uh, with English and also now uh, I'm learning Polish. Somehow there is uh, similarities between Polish and Russian. And But the thing is that though they seem similar, there are some words which sounds uh, the same way but have different meanings. So uh, it makes a little bit uh, funny. For example, when I learned a Polish word urody, <laughs> it sounds very funny for me because in Russian it means very ugly when you have very bad um, expression of face or I don't know, when you really have a problem uh, connected with your um, the way you look, yeah? And in Polish it means beauty and uh, I, till now I cannot pronounce salon urody and not laugh because <laughs> it sounds very funny for me. Though we can understand it like when you are urod you can go there and become a beautiful girl, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and there are some other words which uh, also um, somehow similar uh, with Russian but have different meanings. I also want to tell one story uh, connected with, with my English language when I... Um, just start using it like um, during my work and I was working in tour agency and we had a problem with hotel booking we had to call 
<laughs> to the hotel and um, ask them to add one more bed for their 14 years old child. I called hotel and I asked them to add uh, an additional bed for 40 year old child and the girl from reception was really surprised. She was like, what do you mean 40 years old child? <laughs> 40 years is not child. I was like, no, he's child and it was really funny. I was fighting with her. I don't know, for 15 minutes and in the end she just said, okay, we will add bed, okay, whoever wants <laughs> can come with them and stay there. <laughs> okay. So a 40 years old child, it was yeah. acceptable <laughs> after some, <laughs> some discussion. Yeah. What else? Maybe I will remember some other stories uh, connected with languages after you. Elena, you want to go next? Yeah, I would. Um, for me, the first one that really... I don't know, popped up into my mind and uh, created for me some confusions was the word tak, which in uh, Polish means yes, but the same word, pronounced the same, written just with one additional K at the end, it's uh, thank you in um, Norwegian. So everybody, every time when someone told me tak, I was like, for what do you <laughs> thank me? And then I started to like, I don't know, my brain just got used to the language or and I started to um, get used to the idea that it has a different meaning also in the metro or in the bus when someone was offering me the the um, place it was like every time they ask if I would like to sit and in my in my brain instantly came nie tak and then I realized what confusion I create for the other because it's like another language so Okay, I have also, I think, a quite funny story. Um, I learned four years of French. And when I visit my sister, who is living in Paris, um, I, I visited her and we take the bus like normal. And I wanted to say hello to the bus driver because in Austria, where I'm from, it's normal to do that in an informal way. And I was saying salut to the bus driver, which is very informal. You should say bonjour. And I was saying that and the bus driver was looking at me like I insulted his mother. It was really, I didn't know that it, it was so bad. And my sister was looking at me like, what have you done? You don't say that here. And I was like, sorry, I just wanted to be kind. <laughs> and every time I tell the story to a French person, they're like, oh my gosh, you really did that. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know better. And since then, I will never say salut to a bus driver in Paris or France in general. That was a funny story for all people from France. They, they laugh at me quite a lot. And I also have a story similar than Asha with a word which is in Polish used so many times, but in German has a total different meaning, like the word concours. And it means in Polish, I guess, like a contest. And in, in German, concurs means like when you're broke. When a business is going broke, we say this business is in concurs. And so I'm thinking like everywhere it's written there and like, oh my gosh, a lot of Polish businesses are, are going to be broke soon or what's happening. And, and especially in Austria, you don't say that, that you're broke. It's just you're you know it, but nobody will put a placket or an advertisement about it. Is it here like they're 
they are not afraid of telling the truth, I would say, but now I know better. Uh, there is one more story which is not really connected with me. It's uh, uh, it happened with my grandma. We had guests from uh, from Russia who, uh, who spoke only Russian and English, and my grandma trying to talk to her in Armenian, and she like she explained that she doesn't understand, and my grandma started just to uh, pronounce Armenian words really slowly. <laughs> I was like, she doesn't understand it. Doesn't matter how you pronounce the word, she doesn't know that language, and she was sure that she will understand. And she tr tried to use uh, her body, her own, <laughs> whatever she could. And in the end, they understood each other what they were speaking about. I was really surprised and shocked. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think the body language is like a really huge part in conversation, and I don't know. Yeah. Some countries uses use it a lot like the Italians when they're talking they're talking with all their hands and body and they need like space for a conversation like two meters apart that they don't hit each other and it's like you can really see on the gestures what kind of conversation it is yeah, true true but um, talking about uh, I don't know using the body language and someone who really tries to uh, make themselves understood even if they understand that you don't know their languages it, it happened to me so many times here in Poland to say like sorry I don't speak Polish and the person just continued to talk in Polish but just really slow and since the corona started every time when I enter in a shop there is someone telling me to put the gloves on and they use the word for that and I don't understand it mm. so. yeah with the coronavirus situation I've also a funny story to tell because on my mask there are Polish words written and at first I thought oh it's really cool but then I I thought about it oh they all think I'm Polish because it's something written in Polish there then I have my mask on with Polish words on it say sorry I don't speak Polish can you say it in English and they look also oh okay we can try <laughs> also one more story that happened with me in Poland once in bus, an old woman uh, sat next to me and she started to tell me some stories. I tried to explain her that I don't speak Polish, but she pretended that she understood, but she just like, okay, like it doesn't matter, just listen to me. And she continued to talk to me till the end of our way. <laughs> she was telling something, I guess, about uh, her um, uh, granddaughter, you call like that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, because uh, she was telling Vnuchka Vnuchka, which is in Russian also means like granddaughter. That's why I understood that she's uh, talking about <laughs> her, but I didn't understand anything. I was just nodding my head and she was very happy for that, that I nod my head and listen to her till the end of her way. Yeah, it was very funny. There are a lot of stories, like uh, first time when we... We have a market in Beijing where I lived every Wednesday and Saturday. I think I told this story, I don't know how many times. But first time when we went for shopping with my flatmate Benedict, we were just trying to ask um, costs of different uh, things. And we everything, whatever they said, we understood like ship shit, ship shit, ship shit. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? We, don't, we just gave them some money and wait how much they will give us back so we understood how much we paid for that. You had a lot of trust. They did not like, here you have 100 slots. Keep the change. 
Sipsi. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, but uh, I don't think that they cheat us. I hope that they didn't. <laughs> so you're lucky. I can say <laughs> I made some different experience with okay. when I didn't clearly hear what the price was, and in the end, I paid way too much for wow. for berries. <laughs> Um, for two two packages of berries i i paid 120 this was really yeah not not the best moment and then i i i saw it when i was at home and saw the ticket and then i went back to the shop and asked her like 100 slots is that correct and she was like yeah i mean in polish she didn't speak english she didn't try and was like yeah yeah everything is right i was like really yeah and in the end i gave up and thought like i'll never buy berries there again or anything and for sure the most expensive berries i ever bought in my life but to be honest they tasted quite good i mean it's at least the, i had to see the positive aspect out of it so another aspect of languages as we already told that there are a lot of similar words but could be also with a different meaning like when we talked about this in private we talked about paprika and what it means for us and we had like we all three have a different meaning of this word so even though we all thought we mean the same it's totally different and i think it's like the key point of the languages we mean that everybody means it in the same way but in the end we understand it totally different yeah Uh, for me as well because when I was in Germany I, I saw like everywhere whenever you go shop uh, it's written paprika for a normal red uh, pepper and I had the same idea that it's also in English when you say paprika it's the red pepper uh, in general it can be powder or the normal one mm. yeah but we just found out <laughs> that it's not the correct uh, word in English uh, you call it just red pepper or Red pepper or bell pepper. Okay. And in Romania it's quite different. I mean, we have a word for the fresh peppers mm -hmm. and we for too. for each color we have a specific word, yeah. like red uh, pepper, green pepper and yellow pepper. And for the spicy, mm -hmm. we take paprika. So if I, buy, if I go to the shop and I want some chips yeah. with paprika, I would say that I okay. want chips with paprika, but if I go to the shop to buy the vegetable yeah. and I say that I want paprika, nobody will give me okay. the vegetable itself. We could also talk now about how language sounds for us, because I think for all of us language sounds different. As you already said, Asha, Polish sounded in the beginning so similar, especially with the numbers. And I think we all have a different origin of our languages with different pronunciation. We use our mouth way different. And so language sounds for us different. I don't know, like for me to make a specific sound with the letter R is really hard because I never learned that. Mm -hmm. And in different languages, like for example, in Italian and Spanish, they use it quite a lot. And this sounds to me exotic because I'm totally unable to pronounce that that language or this specific sound do you have something similar like with me for this <laughs> yeah in my case uh, I'm really familiar with this topic because my name in Armenian is Ashren Razarian my surname is Razarian 
and almost no one here in Europe can pronounce my name and surname correctly. That's why I just decided that uh, here in Europe, whenever I introduce myself, I just say Asha because I don't want to listen to different kind of crazy names that they give me. <laughs> so yeah, in Armenian, we have like really different um, letters and, and the way of pronunciation. But uh, somehow Russian as well has like that they also have it. But in Europe, it's kind of hard. Um, it's hard for Europeans to pronounce uh, that kind of um, sounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is one thing. The other uh, thing that I would like to talk about. Uh, whenever I talked Armenian in phone with my parents or friends, I don't know. A lot of people who, for example, sat next to me always ask me, where are you angry? Where are you fighting? Like, <laughs> I don't know why that, that sounds for them very angry. I don't know how to say it. I was like, no, we were just talking and uh, it happened several times. So I couldn't realize at the beginning, but I guess it sounds like that for others. Like we are fighting. I don't know, maybe we are talking way loud than uh, normal or the pronunciation of words I don't know what is it but uh, it happens with me a lot when they ask me where are you fighting <laughs> or something wrong I'm like no <laughs> but Asha I have the same feeling when I'm talking in German a lot of people mm. asking me are you angry did you fight something <laughs> it's like no I'm talking normal why should I fight you, you sound very angry and I'm yeah, like yeah. No, it's my normal <laughs> speaking, it's not angry at all, but I have the feeling for a lot of people it sounds always like really angry and serious and yeah. German like, no, we're just serious and be be very strict on point and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. for, it, it doesn't have, for me, German, it doesn't have a soft rhythm. We're, we're, meanwhile, for example, in Norwegian or in, in, in French, when you talk, you like have a rhythm. I don't know, you have a kind of a music behind. I don't <laughs> But I kind of agree with you and especially in comparison with French. When I first started to learn French, French is such a melodic language. It's yes. just a flow of the letters and the all letters and the pronunciation is so soft and like even when you say something really bad it still sounds nice i mean yeah. you can um, they have another way of emphasizing the words i mean if i want to put an accent on something in french is different than in german as far as i heard and also the thing which which maybe makes german that harsh is because we have that long words in german you mm -hmm. can put all words together like you can three four words put together to one and it makes still sense so you're talking like 20 letters in one word and it still makes sound and for everybody what is that word yeah, it's just a normal word yeah. Yeah. also i think what elena said to be used to a language it really makes a different difference because at the start i really thought polish oof That's not a nice language and for sure I won't find any music which I like. And I like a lot of different languages of music. And in Polish at first was like, that sounds not good. But after two months I really started to like some Polish music. And now yeah. I think it's like, yeah, it's, it has a rhythm and it's good. And it's I'm really surprised about that fact. I, I think with Polish at the very beginning I wasn't even... Like I had the impression that the muscles of my face are not used to 
to pronounce to um, pronounce the words in the way I should. So it was, and now it's like as you said it when I hear a, a, a song in Polish. I'm like I even understand some words, but the language it's not that I don't know, annoying anymore for me. Yeah, I think like that the pronunciation and the muscles you use in your mouth and throat are so diverse from from language to language and I think it's this is the hardest thing to to learn to to use your muscles in the correct way for pronunciation. But maybe can I ask you one question? I think sure. most people who are listening to our podcast have never heard Armenian talking. Maybe you can talk the alphabet or saying Maybe a simple sentence in Armenian because it's like before I met you, I also had no idea what Armenian sounds. It's like for someone who really wants to learn Armenian, it's kind of disaster <laughs> because it's really hard. It's not easy. But um, in one point here, yeah, it becomes I don't know. You just have to try. Maybe at the beginning it seems really exotic, something, I don't know, something new. But uh, I know a lot of Indian people that study in Armenian, in Armenia uh, medicine and they learned Armenian. And sometimes they talk and I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> It kind of sounds unbelievable that someone else can speak in Armenian. Yeah. Um, what refers to saying something in Armenian, maybe like some uh, simple sentences which we use every day. Mm -hmm. For example, hello, how are you? In Armenian will be Barev uh, Inchpeses. Or more informal, Vances. How are you? Uh, or what's up? Um, if we say like more informal. Um, for example, my name is Ashran. It would be Imanuna uh, Ashrane. I don't know what else. What is there interesting that you would like to know? I can just translate into Armenian if there is something, some word that you want. How is Poland in Armenian? Lehastan. Yeah, it sounds totally different. Like, uh, yeah, you can. Pol uh, I don't know if there is any other language that they call another way. For example, Poland, how you call in Romanian? Poland? Polonia. Polonia. In German it's... Poland. Poland, yeah. Yeah, it's in most Something. languages uh, yeah. similar and to... comes Armenian, Lehastan. <laughs> <laughs> no one can guess that you are talking about Poland, yeah? It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. It's like Italy and Wohe. But so, Asha, you know three different alphabets, right? Yes. Like Russian is different as well. It's not uh, Latin. Yeah, uh, Kyrillic. Yeah. Which one was easier to learn for you? Of course, my alphabet. No, is... I mean Latin or uh, Kyrillic. Latin. Latin is easier. Now you have to learn Greek and <laughs> or Chinese, Korean. Actually, Greek is somehow similar with Armenian, and there are also Armenian words that come from uh, Greece. So, um, somehow I, I can imagine myself learning Greek, so it's not uh, something hard for me, I think. Also, uh, we were um, in Jewish um, graveyard and I saw uh, their, like, their names written in that stones, which at the beginning really, 
it looked like Armenian. I was like, what? And when I went um, closer and tried to read, of course, I understood it's not Armenian, but it's, it's, it looked so similar with Armenian alphabet. I was like, really? Wow. Yeah, but of course the language is... So, thanks for listening to our episode and remember, it's all about solidarity.